You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for Season 3, Episode 6 of Southland. Tonight's host is Stuart Lill. Joining Stuart will be AfterBuzz co-host Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Southland news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Stuart Lill! Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and uh, welcome back to me, actually, since I was out last week. Uh, Phil, glad you could join me, and I'm glad I could join you. Well, I'm glad, yes, I'm glad you could join me. I was here last week, okay? <laughs> and the title of this episode is Cop or Not, so are you a cop or not, you know? Apparently uh, last week you weren't. Uh, well, excuse me for that. I'm sorry, I have grandparents who need to move, and uh, they need my big bulky muscles to uh, move their, their lazy boys and amazing uh, Brickstone Swedish mat- mattress bed. Uh, if you've ever tried one of those where you press your hand and you take it out and it just slowly warps back. No? Fair enough. Okay, anyway, anyways, welcome back to Southland, Season 3, Episode 6, Copper Knight, like Phil said, directed by J. Michael Murrow, and... Uh, Written by, I believe his name is pronounced uh, Keo Hodari Coker. Anyway, he wrote uh, the episode Punching Water uh, earlier in the season. Oh, very nice. Solid episode, solid writer, of course. And this, I mean, I got to say, I love this episode. This was a great episode. Um, I, I, I did have a chance to watch the uh, to episode five, and um, so I kind of had an idea what was going on and uh, knew it was coming. And uh, But anyway, I just, before we, uh, well, first, Let's uh, go over some of the topics we'll be discussing uh, later. But uh, so first, Lydia deals with being in the spotlight while working on a celebrity murder case, and uh, John and Ben are frustrated with the tedious security detail. And Sammy returns to the to the uh, to the street uh, six weeks after the death of his partner Nate, and uh, now he's arriving with gang enforcement. And he winds up uh, well, basically waterboarding waterboarding a gangbanger. Uh, Is that a term? Waterboarding? Uh, yes, I. Did I mispronounce that? No, I don't know. Uh, Jesse, get us. We we like to reference <laughs> Urban Dictionary for official definitions. I would just like to know that one. You, you never heard that term? I have not. What are you talking about? Like, do you not watch CNN? No, I don't actually. This is what they do to the terrorist, man. Clearly, I don't care about that uh, stuff. All right. I only care about cop life, not terrorist. All right. Threats and all that. It's not an Urban Dictionary. It's on any dictionary. Um. Anyway, but uh, yes. Uh, uh, scares gangbanger and uh, then goes back to Nate's uh, well place of death. But anyway, um, but first, Phil, uh, I just want to touch on some some topics uh, aside from the episode. Sure. What? what is- uh, first, I was kind of interested um, the other week uh, that I was wondering what the the career ladder of the LAPD was, 
And, yes. And um, because I was wondering, why isn't a guy like John, who's obviously a, an intelligent guy, and mm-hmm. and he has a back problem, obviously, um, but why hasn't he excelled, promoted, uh, gone to a higher rank? I don't know. I just thought, I was thinking, well, maybe that's because uh, he there's something he's failing, something that's holding him back. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But apparently, uh, in the I, I did some research, and uh, there is a career ladder, and all, and all and, and actually Michael Cudlitz talked about this on the uh, Southland website, where where uh, fans can email in questions for him, and he he discussed that uh, that it all comes down to what you want to do as a police officer. If you want to take a test and and uh, go up another rank or go t- to be a detective, you got to take a test for it. And um, I also learned that. Police officers in L.A. are really aren't paid that aren't paid that badly. I, I thought they were actually paid kind of nice. Uh, wait, you saying? Wage. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on, clear that up. You said like a bunch of stuff, and then uh-huh. I kind of lost. They're paid well or not well? Oh, they're they're. I think I believe they're paid well. I'll give you some numbers. Well, okay, give us the numbers. So for a Ben uh, a Ben Sherman, mm-hmm. um, he would be making between forty five thousand to sixty one thousand. That's a police officer tier one. And uh, I don't know where where John is. Actually, I do believe he's at the third level police officer. So he's making anywhere between sixty four and eighty four thousand dollars. He referenced a pool he had last week. I was like, a police officer with a pool. I'm interested how he affords that. So I, I that's that's pretty much where I got to to uh, looking the stuff up. <laughs> and, um, well, I mean, it's it's more than a you know. I definitely knew. Okay. Well, I I mean, in Dallas, I think they're paid like way lower than that from from because they're always demanding whenever there's a new mayor coming in, like we're gonna give our police officers a, a higher wage and all this, and it never happens because they. Yeah, they, I mean, we I, just can't. I they, feel like it's one of those ongoing struggles. Whether you're a nurse, I mean, my mom's a nurse, so I know that side of it. Obviously, teachers, the big debate, and then I could see cops and things like that mm-hmm. as part of it. Yeah, but I mean, they're it's it's just they're putting a lot on the line for for that amount of money as well. I mean, a, a nurse is saving lives, and police officers are being possibly losing lives. I mean, uh, well, there's you know, I I'm, mean, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying it's for the. I mean, like, yeah, nurses should be paid higher. Teachers should be paid more because of what they're doing. Like, I. Yeah, I get it. I'm just um, – what I was going to say uh-huh. was the fact that, you know, um, the reason why e- – even if the pay is minimal, mm-hmm. you know, m- not necessarily apparently in L.A., but there is that draw to it. I know a, f- a couple of friends of mine growing up, they wanted to be firefighters, and, you know, they knew the risks involved, but there was that lore to it, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, of that sort of danger. So Okay. I, I, I don't know. Phil, what would you be, firefighter or police officer? I'd be a cop. You'd be a c- <laughs> I don't want to say no kitten in a tree. Bill, if you ever pulled me over, I'd uh, I'd have to slash your tires. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, just just going down up the line. Actually, uh, just to touch on some more points. I mean, and you know, you significantly get higher pay with each with each. Line. I don't know what a police officer thinks about this. Like, if they think they're being paid crappy. I mean, for, for what they do going into the gang neighborhoods, I would want to be paid five hundred grand a year. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the top of the line, the the uh, chief of police is paid a cool three hundred thousand four hundred and forty-two dolores. Nice. Yeah. So uh, not bad to be the top of the game. 
but it takes many years because yeah, but it's, like all things, like all things, gotta be four years in the police officer, then moves on to sergeant, and then you got two years of sergeant. Anyway, you're gonna be you're gonna be at least uh, like twelve years. But at least I mean, for me and mayor appointed and <laughs> and all these sort of things, whatever career, it's those people that aren't in it for the money end up usually being the most successful. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and in John Cooper's case, he I don't think he's the type of guy that's he wants to. From this episode, and we'll get into it more. He likes being out in the field. I don't think he, you know, wants the responsibility of the high chief or whatever. He said, I think it was two episodes ago. Um, to I think it was to Ben. Uh, just pulled a, put a bullet in my head if I'm if I ever have to be pulled off the streets. So yeah, he's definitely in it to uh, to save the kids to to uh, to do police work. Like that's what he was wanting to do. All this episode was police work. He's obviously living for this. He. he John's not going to do well behind a, behind a desk. But at the same time, I just I figured someday it's going to have to be. I'm just surprised it hasn't happened already. All right. So so do we start with – do we jump on him and uh, talk about his sort of storyline with Ben? That's a good point. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. So uh, so this episode, we uh, were having – basically the copper knot really goes to, uh, to this storyline. Um, so John and uh, – well, first we find out that he's in bed with a guy at um, the beginning of the episode. So, Congratulations. So finally, Southland has cleared that for good. Uh, I think John, I think Michael Kudlitz was getting too many questions, like, are you gay in this show or not? Because um, I, I saw it all over IMDb boards and stuff like that. But he actually also cleared it up and uh, asked Michael, or Michael Kudlitz's corner, whatever it's called on the website, that my character is gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. But now, yeah, finally we see him with a guy. I don't think we'll ever see him with a guy, like, storyline. It'll be nothing more than two seconds. But- By the way, uh, I don't know if I'm going to reveal – I'll talk about the symbolism later, actually. I was uh, just, just the notion of, you know, um, everyone sort of – we open up with the whole episode with everyone sort of either um, – it's very sexual. Everyone was uh, oh, yeah. getting effed yeah, 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 in yeah. one way or the yeah. other. And it almost seemed very symbolic of – that cops in many ways are getting effed. Uh huh. No, that's a great point. That and that that that. I wish I could have better words for that articulation, <laughs> but there is that great writing and that great symbolism of, and especially. Well, I'll, I'll wait for Sammy, but uh, Sam, Sammy most of all has huge symbolism in the uh, episode of of that getting effed. Okay. Well, you're you're gonna have to. Uh, you you are better at symbolism than I am. Um. So you're gonna have to point all these out to me. All right. But teach back me, to John. Teach me, Sensei. Uh, anyway, back to John. Yeah, so uh, John and, and Ben are are, are uh, assigned uh, to to patrol outside the mansion of Mister. I believe his name was Billy. Uh, just, just go with Billy. But he was he was an actor. And um, but John Billy is, Stern. Billy Stern. Thank That's, you, sir. Because he reminded me. He was like, wait, is this from the Stern show or what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but yeah, I mean, basically they were just patrolling the the uh, the photographers, the paparazzi. Like, I'm, and I thought this was. Great shots of um, when they're outside. Like I've seen episodes where there's supposed to be like a, a racket going on, a protest, or, or, or people with signs, and it just, it, you know, like we talked about this with Kevin on uh, Californication, where, where we're talking about how like it's all in the frame, mm-hmm. and like it's whatever you see. But uh, I, I've just, I've just watched some shows where it's like even though it's in the frame, I still don't believe it. Like, mm-hmm. I, or you can get away with it, but. But just, uh, but in this case where we had um, paparazzi with or, or journalists, I don't get into paparazzi. Yeah, whatever. Um, we're in LA. We're in LA. They had they had ladders outside. You know, they all their, their long lens, long range tele, 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 telescopic, telescopic lenses. Telescopic lenses. Um, 
helicopters flying overhead. I mean, we had it all. I mean, we didn't have to see it all, but we heard it all, definitely. And we did see some some ladders. That really we did. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, those weren't implied. I don't know what the sound of a ladder is. Um, <laughs> but, anyway, no, I thought that was great production uh, myself. It, 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 it made me believe the moment. It, I, I'm wondering if – I'm wondering how – massive the scale was because i know they the show has had to cut down on production they've had to scale back on costs so considering they did a great job with that with with those scenes um but anyway i mean for well just to you know you sort of say patrolling and i'm sure other cops were yeah but for the most part in ben and john's case i felt they were just chilling and that was john's problem with it all is that yeah. they're just chilling they're just chilling and he was just and it just ben was just really rubbing it in more by checking out his phone and and John's like, you can. Ah, he said your little teeny, your your, your little teen phone, the uh, little teen toy or something. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, John just so devoted to the job, and he just starts ranting about Michael Jackson and and how thirty nine hundred cops were deployed that day to to Michael to deal with Michael Jackson issues. And but Ben at the same time brought up a good point, or even all those uh, gang or uh, there was no crimes uh, apparently in the in the hours of his funeral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but still, I mean, I'm on I side with John more than I do. With Ben, but uh, it, it, I don't what, know. Is this only is this strictly an LA problem? If if uh, if say a celebrity were to die in, in Atlanta, some other city, um, this one this wouldn't be the case. We wouldn't have thirty nine hundred cops, or in this case, uh, no. I mean, well, he, think about it, Stu. It's well. First off, I like the fact that like you know it wasn't just in the it wasn't your typical like we're sort of following these guys and they pull a guy over and and we're solving rape murders and whatnot it was a nice change of pace and yes it's very much la based but think about it like if when uh during the elections when Stu and i were in boston um kennedy had his funeral there right yeah, yeah, yeah. and that the whole city was shut down pretty much mm-hmm. and cops were everywhere and let's say Obama visits Chicago or whatever, you're always going to have those. Mm-hmm. So the feeling in, in big cities, yeah, I'm sure it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Or think about it in uh, in the sense of like, okay, so uh, a, a president or wh- whatever other celebrity goes to visit a small town, you know what I mean? And that's good PR. Yeah. That town must be in an uproar to tr- try to secure this guy. Right. Because they gotta they gotta shut down the airport hours beforehand and all that. I mean, yeah, just come come president, come trouble, just come headaches yeah. really. But but in L.A. as opposed to the other state, I mean, like Ted Kennedy in Boston. I mean, the the dude was the face of of Massachusetts, so that made sense. I mean, I'm not saying it's 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 uh, it's a good use of resources to devote shutting down everything, but I mean, at the same time, he gave so much back to the city, so it made nobody yeah. nobody was crying about it. Um, but but in this case in L.A. there's so many celebrities. I mean there's there's you know hundreds thousands whatever. Um, that I I don't know how many that would shut down and take all these resources. I don't know who if if. But I think I think this episode was just trying to say that or John um, the issues with John was like this could this it doesn't seem to like be just the top stars. I mean it seems like because Hollywood's always looking for a story. So and and, yeah. everyone, and Hollywood's looking up to these celebs. So I I think in any other town if. If he had died in any other town, this wouldn't have been as big of a deal as opposed to L.A. So I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, the difference being that Ted Kennedy obviously was a huge icon, and more so the the fact in that case they were you really were dealing with crowd control, whereas this is just like uh, just nutters. Yeah. Or like <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a better word. Uh, but yes. 
<laughs> you know, just, okay, great. So the guys, you know, they're musicians, right? Is that, is that what they were? Uh, I, well, I believe so. They were. Well, they had the record. I don't know if his wife was a musician. I know. Well, B- Billy, he had his new movie coming out, so he was preparing for I know that. So was he a musician and actor? Was that the deal? No, I, I think the wife or the, uh, you know, the like, wife who was divorcing or whatever, the one he killed, uh-huh. Bethany, she was the musician. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, at some point, Ben and John, well, John finally is like, forget it, because they've heard too many dispatcher calls go un- uh, go untaken. Uh, and um, so they just leave the post, and they go and go to the – I like this. They always throw in something that's – like only police would know. I, I mean, it, that's what that's what I think it was. Because um, they go up to the house and already there's a smell, and and Ben puts something in his nose or he squirts something. I don't know, but he's like, "Do you want some? Mm-hmm. Did you catch that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. But when Very I saw cool. Ben's nose, it wasn't like there wasn't cotton up that that I could see up there. I so I don't know if it was what he what it was he put up his nose exactly, but I don't know. Just, they're I mean through the training that they go through. They're very detailed, and I what I like about these guys as actors is that they bring that every week. Yeah, that realism. Yeah, no, they definitely they definitely do. Um, in fact, would you uh, let me hop back over here? What um, do you think they ever? I'm I'm just wondering myself if if they ever upset uh, how how unrealistic they get. I mean, like like I've read some stuff about. Apparently, cussing on the force is very frowned upon because they're representing you know, mm-hmm. the blue. And in this show, obviously, everyone cusses. And I, well, think about all the times they do swear. Yeah, it's sort of in frustration. I don't think they're just swear. You know what I mean? Yeah. As as much as they swear, it's not um, obscene. Yeah. So, so the the show uses it in the right times i feel like and i'm sure okay you know they would probably get reprimanded or whatever if but i like that no no i do too so but but um what else okay there's there's also been issue uh, it's been pointed out i didn't catch it this episode but sometimes whenever they get in the car apparently they never put their seatbelts on and i'm wondering if this is popular amongst the uh police force and and uh Cudlitz, um talked about how it gets in the way of his gun and he was talking as if he was John. Mm-hmm. He was like, it'd get away to John's gun or something. And uh, and they only put their seatbelts on if it's a code three, which which uh, which means uh, sirens. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, well, think about it too. Like, uh, which yeah. oh, by the way, if that's if that's the typical little deal amongst police officers, shame on you for giving out click it or ticket. <laughs> uh, well, tickets. I mean, fair enough. But look at a. Uh, Look at Sammy tonight. Now, he, he got out of the car and ran after the guy. Granted, not for the right reason, but imagine, you know what I mean? So now, okay, you got you to gotta unbuckle yourself and then run out. Uh-huh. Just too many steps. Yeah, that's true. But in that case, um, Sammy would have, wouldn't have water might not have caught him and waterboarded him, which would have, you know, the seatbelt could have prevented him from a stupid mistake. I mean. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But, <laughs> but all right. Here, here's a pet peeve of mine. All right. Or I don't know if it's pet peeve, but I'm gonna raise it. Every time Ben and John sort of do these cases, they always find a kid. Okay. I mean, and now it was interesting how last week it was John who found the kid, Rich, and the kid got attached to him, and uh, and you know he sort of took care of him. And we we got that whole storyline, and in this one, Ben is the one who sort of nurtures the child. Uh huh. You know, puts him in his arms and all that. Yeah. 
Um, well, the, how many kids have there been in the in this season alone? Uh, <laughs> I almost, I don't know. Basically, my point is, in some sense, it w- it was nice to see the dichotomy from this episode and last episode. Uh-huh. But the sort of pet peeve that I have now is going forward is okay. You've used that. So Let's you, not use that as a cliche. Okay. All right. All right. Understood. Um, so you're gonna hold it against them if they do not this. If not, they, this time, it, not this time, but this is it. This no, is I it. think I think this time they used it right. <laughs> all right. But if they continue, then they may. All right. Use it th- uh, for the wrong way. Understood. Um, I love that that uh, Rich was that his name last week. Is that what you said? His Rich. Name? Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, great little kid. I I wanted to adopt him myself. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, that I don't know. Uh, they yeah, they're always pulling over people, and they're. Yeah, I mean, they're police officers, Phil. I mean, I'm sure that comes up. I wonder how many. I wonder how many kids police officers uh, find without uh, that they have to put into um, social services on occasion. I, I, we need to get a police officer in here and talk to him about uh, the similar what what how they can relate to this show. Sure, sure. Well, um, one of, one of our friends, Duke. He uh, he's a Boston. Or a Massachusetts State Police detective, so we're working on getting him as a special guest in the future. Oh, nice! All right, thanks. Thanks. So that'll be all exciting. Right. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, all right, and then anyway, uh, so they take the kid to uh, back to the station, and end up the I don't I don't know getting reprimanded. Like, whatever. Yeah, they're getting reprimanded. The guy comes in. It's like, why aren't you at your post? And and uh, turns out Billy's dead. And so. Uh, goes back and turns out and there's billy's body wheeled out committed suicide but john's like he's still like i don't care what he said in a suicide note i still think he's guilty i feel like it's well i mean the guy was pretty messed up but um most times people use suicide as a means of escape yeah and uh in this case it's probably for me because he's guilty i just do you did you catch i um did you catch what he said to john because john was John was the one who had him open the window before they got went yeah, back yeah. to the gate. I I forgot the full extent. Uh huh. Um, do you have it verbatim in your no, notes? No, I don't. I, I it was just a weird. He just said something that was kind of. It, it, it just didn't sound. It just sounded weird. That's all I'm trying yeah. to get at. I don't know. It was like, oh, that was Billy. Let's say he let him in, and it's like, oh, that's that's odd. But anyway, um, so kind of kind of weird, kind of eerie that uh, he just went in there and committed well, suicide. And well, that's it for Billy Stern. But, but speaking of which, yeah. Let's talk about. I, I want to talk about Lydia. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> first, first of all, Lydia. Let me let me rephrase. I guess well, I I want you to talk about Lydia. Okay. Well, uh, Regina King, great as always. Now that uh, she's on a magazine cover in real life, now she's in the paparazzi herself in the show as uh, as Lydia. Art imitating life. <laughs> yeah, imitating her real life. Um, so if, you know, first she. Here's her mom having sex, as we already alluded to. That it was symbolized that all the cops are kind of getting screwed. But uh, but yeah, so she's on the case um, with her and Josie. They go to the they go to the mansion, and there's the decapitated wife, uh, and, and she takes a picture. Uh, I don't think we caught. The, I don't think we saw that. But uh, no, we didn't because she reveals that later. But uh, of the body. Well, okay. First off, for the photo, for me, I thought she was taking it of. The guys who were taking the photo itself, so she had evidence because she said that like um, I saw her taking pictures of the foot marks, the foot, the, the Air Force ones. She took a couple of photos, I'm sure, but uh-huh. what she, what I thought her angle was, and she said this, um, she was getting different angles, and yeah. this, and I took that to mean that she was watching these guys. Yeah, you know, watch, watching the guys take. 
taking the pictures. That were, yeah, that because were on. Oh, okay, I get what you mean. So we we would know if a photo did leak. They, she had photos of them. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying she knew that, but in the sense of obviously, when they're doing the investigation, it's a whatever shared investigation. I I would you would call it or whatever. There's multiple units or whoever. There's the head guys, which is obviously Lydia and her partner. And then there's whoever that, that also they share information. Uh-huh. And so she was just making sure those guys didn't step out of line. Okay. And I don't think she was necessarily thinking the TMZ photos or whatever, but yeah. that's why I think she was, for me anyways, taking the photos. As well, as obviously, she took the the footprints and all that. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Well, um, yeah, it takes the photos. And uh, I, I was wondering, though, what she does with these photos. Uh what she was going to do? I mean, she she so she kind of alluded to that she's taken pictures of dead bodies before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, I just don't know what you would do. I guess it's in case they lost a photo. I don't know. I I, I, don't, I didn't really understand. I'm gonna have to look into this. I, I've well, I think if you if you like anything, you know, if you work for a company and you're taking photos, um, I mean, I get asked all the time if like let's say a celebrity doesn't have the phone or there's not someone, you know what I mean? Because it's just more immediate. Yeah. Sort of have your own stuff. And so, you know, I would imagine the same as I do, I give it away to my company. Mm-hmm. Her company is obviously the police force, and so they must have like a master hard drive, and there it all goes. You know, she downloads it, and that's it. Um, but I thought she I thought she said that she sent to her computer at home. Um, I guess. Sure. <laughs> all I know is all I Did was... she say her computer at home or, or her home or her email or Right, I think she just said her computer. I, I don't know. Maybe that just meant the office, but but yeah. But it, even if it's her home computer, you know what I mean, because she works from her house or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I'll have to fully rewatch. I'll have to rewatch the episode for the specific. I don't know. I just kind of felt like being uh, going on 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 TV film sets where it's kind of strict uh, what you can can or cannot do. It it just it just seemed like there's there's people who are designated to take pictures and you shouldn't be one of those people uh in, in especially in a case like this <laughs> but well yeah everyone live and learn mm-hmm, live and learn um so continuing on uh so they question the husband kind of crazy uh, billy stern um no relation i don't i, I don't think to howard uh this <laughs> poor howard he's going i mean that's a- that's how i remembered his name <laughs> So. But uh, yeah, his hands cut. I mean, it, it seems like every first suspect we have on these shows, it's usually the guy. Um. <laughs> yeah, and that's in many ways the unfortunate thing of it, because yeah. it just turns into like, okay, how do we prove that's the guy? Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Well, this kind of touches touches a point that I want to bring up early. Do you think that uh, Southland does more to humanize police? Because I mean, they're only. It's not really procedural. It's not really like about the case. It's more about them dealing with the case and their own health, their own selves. Uh, but do you think Southland uh, does more to human to humanize police officers more than any other TV series has uh, that you can think of? I believe so. I mean, unfortunately, cop shows aren't necessarily my strong suit. Uh-huh. And I guess the case could be because I haven't seen one that I've gravitated towards, yeah. and so. This is one that I like and appreciate, and so yeah, I, I guess I could say that. I I watched just based on that. I watched Law and Order for a few years, but I mean, when I was younger, I don't watch it anymore. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about any of those police officers or uh, or detectives uh, more that would 
more deals with them. Um, but yeah, with this, I can tell you about everyone pretty much. I mean, we don't we don't dive too far, but I, I I know enough. I mean, that's why Nate dying really affected me and a lot of fans. Like we yeah we were connected to the guy. We weren't connected to his. Like, well, poor oh, Jesse man. in the booth. I had to. He was crying for a week. That was his boy. <laughs> he well, just got there. into I the. Was very upset. <laughs> He just got into the show and the guy dies. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like, ah, oh, remember that case he solved? No, I was thinking about him and his kids and his wife and and uh, the people that. Well, I, uh, I, I was thinking of other things. Oh, you were thinking of other things. Okay. And, <laughs> 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 Whatever, Jesse. But um, but no. All right, back back to the uh, Lydia case. Um, so afterward, uh. Russ was dealing with this. I was having a hard time with this whole Russ thing um, because he was sent by some supervisor or, 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 or Lydia to the to the to the uh, to the crime scene, mm-hmm. and um, and he was really upset when when uh, when Billy was let off after after questioning. I don't know. I wasn't following that. Did you get Did you get where that was? No. The point of all that. Um, it just sir. It for me story wise, it served as um, an antagonist towards. Um, Lydia and Josie in the sense of I mean Josie was prying like did you sleep with that guy you know what's going on here and Lydia says oh no no and then you know obviously they meet up or whatever so Uh that it served in that regard Um, speaking to the point of I love one of my favorite things in life is and this guy said it in, in, in a different phrase but in the sense of Oh, I don't know. I just work here. Like, no one ever knows. They just work here. Like, who sent you? I don't know. I just got sent here. The boss. Like, okay. Don't you know? And and that's part of the problem why we, we right now don't fully know the story. Because he doesn't know the story vibe. Like, Yeah, that's true. All right. Right? Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm glad. I, I'm I'm on board with it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not holding against anyone that he was just showed up and was sort of involved with it. Uh the only he only had a really his key scene was the last or yeah pretty much the last scene when Lydia was leaving but I'll get to that but um but yeah I don't know I'm just surprised Russ hasn't it just surprises me that Russ keeps hanging around the picture he's like last season and uh, he was pretty much pushed out of the picture but I guess I I I, I don't know really what his role serves is I mean he and he apparently hasn't held he doesn't really hold it against Lydia that uh she's not lending him money he seems to start still be hearing her out with her uh with her issues but um but i i'm just yeah i was just trying to figure out what his his, what his well because i mean i think i mean i'm hoping that he took it in the sense that that was very rude of him to ask i mean who who just goes at, like if i really needed three thousand dollars from you still uh-huh then yes i would beg i wouldn't say well i need three thousand but if you got five i'll go <laughs> for five like what no I, well, so that what was is, what is Lydia spending her? Uh, let me pull up her salary here. Uh, her possible eighty to ninety nine hundred ten thousand dollars on uh, every year. Her awesome suits. Her awesome suits. Okay, <laughs> those are nice suits, and her nice hair. Um, she's haircuts go for a lot. Probably get some nice pedicures, manicures. Uh, I mean, um, her shoes are pretty nice. Well, she takes care of the mom. Takes care of the well, the. What does she do for the mom? I thought the mom had money. She went to France in like season one. She uh, just, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. She's being taken on dates, obviously, uh, when Lydia isn't. <laughs> I feel like the mom's taken care of. Like she's just in the house. But uh, I, well, 
I don't know why Lydia can can offer us some, some just a hundred bucks. Yeah, a hundred bucks, not <laughs> five thousand. I mean, come on. And that was for a month. Okay. <laughs> that was for a month. We're talking, not for a year. All right, all right. Like, and then what? The guy. So she. So that would think of that trickle down effect. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you five thousand month or five thousand dollars for this month. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. This month I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm really low on cash. Can you spare me another? Like, no. If it was for the whole year, then I could kind of consider that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. And he's working. I thought he was gonna be out of a job. You remember he was looking into security stuff. But the man sent him. Whoever the man is. Whoever the man was. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, Lydia, the whole Lydia case was her dealing with celebrity. Um, she's on extra. Okay. By the way, what was the uh, for the opening line? Was it celebrity is a bitch? Is that what it was? Uh, I, I I have it. Celebrities, yeah. Celebrities a bitch. Being a celebrity is a bitch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and um, so which which she kind of learns. I mean, first it's nice. She's she's on extra. She's going to be featured in some magazine or or or, or, or tabloid. Whatever. She was in the Times. What was it the the New York Times, right? Or she she did she did an interview with the one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, midway through we find that out. I, all I know just... is they named they named like five different like news sources out and uh and Lydia was 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 kind of blushing about it but she she seemed to you know not be too too uh proud about it I mean especially when she's at the restaurant and and, and I mean Josie was more like enjoy yourself you know we got drinks from that hot guy over there I mean Lydia was like I mean she she expressed By the way, you're on duty. Yeah. <laughs> okay? You should not be drinking. <laughs> No, Josie, you are a bad. I like Josie, but in, in many ways, she's a bad influence. Get nah. Yeah, just well, she's. She, I don't know. I think they're fifty-fifty on 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 good slash bad. I mean, she's. I don't know. I don't. I I, I think she's a good partner for uh, Lydia. You know, loosen I've, loosens I've, her up. Loosens her up. That's fair all enough. it's all about. Rustin loosen her up. He was he was a little lap dog, but uh, Lydia. Uh, sorry, Josie, all about partying, but. Um, no, but anyway, but yeah, Josie's encouraging her party, but Lydia's expressed something that's probably on a lot of detectives' minds, which is being pulled off the case just because I forgot what the exact issue was, but she was like, why Why can't I enjoy this when um, this other department's about to take the case after another briefing? Yeah. So it's like uh, all work, no credit, basically, and um, and and I, I don't know, I don't know what, if it, if it, I don't know what credit really means in the police. I don't know if you have a file or you have this this murder case, or if she's talking about credit as far as her friends, I, I, I think. Well, think about it. It, it. You always get like a sort of reputation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like all the cop, just go back to like Adelaide Confidential or any cop movie. Even I'm gonna say it again, as I said in other shows. Even Police Academy, uh-huh. there's always your reputation. I mean, that's what Police Academy was all about. That's why, like, the whole. Every antagonist in every one of those movies hated uh, the guys from the police academy because of their reputation, how good they were, because they wanted that reputation. Okay. They want the cred, man. They want the cred. But I don't think she was talking about, like, I, I guess I could understand if the FBI came in and it's like, well, you know, F them because I can't be as good as the FBI. I didn't, I didn't go to Harvard. or <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't think FBI guys have a Harvard. Uh, not a lot so. of them. Anyway, maybe one, but uh, anyway, I'm just saying. I I'm just wondering why they take it so personally. Well, yeah. here here's here's for me why. I'd, Probably I'd want it off my yeah. Well, 
Last week, Lydia was right uh-huh. with her gut instinct. Okay. And so, in many ways, for me, an argument against uh, John that Billy Stern committed suicide is Lydia. Or not, not actually, uh, of course, Billy Stern committed suicide. That came out totally wrong. That Billy Stern killed his wife, Bethany. Mm-hmm. You know? Because Lydia last week turned out she was right about, you know, who killed who um, with the wife case. And obviously she just faked it because she was sleeping with the tennis court guy and didn't want her husband to find out. So she staged this elaborate whatever and then just got too big for her. Mm-hmm. So. So, but Lydia, so, so Lydia doesn't trust other people. She well, Lydia, Lydia has a hunch and she has to go on that hunch and she doesn't feel that other people believe her. And especially if they don't, then. If they do, then okay, fine. Let them have the case in some sense. But when they don't, she's a great female lead. That's that's all I know. <laughs> she, she's a very powerful woman. Uh, Phil, I wish the cameras were on live to the website. Are they? Are they not? No, they're not. Because not I would point out right now something that I just noticed. Um, what is that? Which is you're wearing a power balance ba- uh, uh, wristband. Okay. And um, how, how? How? Why? Why, Phil? Who gave that to you? Okay, first off, <laughs> let me clarify something. We will we are testing cameras right now with AfterBuzz TV. We will we'll, we will be going up in the next couple of weeks. It's been a long journey for us, but we appreciate you being patient with us. And the reason why I wear a balance, power balance band is because my mom sent it to me. And I call, you know, everyone needs their props. Does it actually work? I don't know, but it's my prop. Okay. <laughs> Surprise! Not not prop. You know what I mean. Everyone's got the, every, like either earrings, the headband, the necklace. Everyone has their prop in their uniform. What you wear is your uniform, whether you're a cop or not. I see what I did there. I uh, I, I respect. I I, I I I can't really say anything now because all right, like, let's my go. Mom, to, my, my mom got it for me, so now I can't right. like blame it. But uh, all right, let's 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 I'll go on just, to I'll Lydia and Russ. I'll get back to it when these cameras are working. But uh. <laughs> Lydia and Russ. Okay, so the, uh, the sort of scene. So after the whole violent voicemail and and, and the camera, and are you, you're talking about the last scene with them. Yes. Okay. So um, yeah, L- Lydia's been had her phone taken, and uh, so and she, and she's like, um, there's three, there's two things you worry about after uh, being shot or you know being killed in the line of duty, mm-hmm. and um, that has that has uh, one. Uh, you won't be there for your partner or to uh, the department will hang you out to drive for something they don't like. And th- these are, these are two things that I've never thought about um, selfishly or, and, <laughs> uh, and ignorantly. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, especially for a detective, I didn't think this would be an, a worry of theirs as opposed to a police officer where I, I, I feel like there'd be a real realistic fear um, as opposed, you know, considering that, they might beat the wrong guy. They might get, sh- you know, get shot because I feel like they're more on the streets than the detectives are when they're just kind of there after the fact. Um, but anyway, I mean, and yeah, Lydia's here, sixteen years on the service. Uh, I would have never guessed she looked very youthful. Um, <laughs> well, but uh, maybe she started young. Who knows? Maybe she started young. She, she's, but, she was so. But good. it was a real realist. It, it, it felt it felt real. It was legitimate concerns, and Russ was there. You know, it was like. You know, he didn't have much to say. Like, eh, he'll be okay. I mean, I I felt like this was I felt like this is something to be canned over. But knowing that um, that Regina King isn't on any other TV series, she's not gonna she's not gonna be pulled away. Uh, so they're just, they're gonna write her out of this. Uh, like, I have no doubt about it. She'll be fine. I don't know. Maybe 
maybe briefly suspended. They'll gloss right over that. She'll be in next episode, no doubt. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to Sammy then. All right, Sammy. Um, so, Sammy, our, I don't, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this moving forward. Why is that? Well, let's let's start with. For me, I liked how we started off. We were at the house, and the kid walks up to him, much like he did when he brought him the piece of toast and basically sent the message that his mom wanted him to move out. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the feeling is that, you know, are you going to die today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Well, this was just a complete change from when, like, when are you moving out? You know, now it's – now Sammy's obviously developed a relationship with his with the kids and the family. He's been in there for six weeks. And um, – but, yeah, I don't know. I – I I I I was concerned that that Sammy was going to I was I was concerned that he was going to do something within those 6 weeks but now I'm surprised he's waited this long to to uh, go and confront gang which we'll touch in a second but um what was I going to say uh, I don't know I can't read thoughts <laughs> Oh I know I know here we go I was I was kind of surprised although this would have been a huge production thing um which I don't think they could afford but uh, they they didn't go. They mentioned Nate's uh, Nate's funeral last episode. Where if, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's over. That's it, I I know they're going to keep touching upon touching it. upon because next episode is going to keep. You know, we're going to see how Sam is going to Sammy's going to deal with it. Um, but I, I don't know. I would appreciate a, a funeral, an L.A. Uh, kind of looking funeral, uh, police force funeral. I mean, they they're pretty cool. Uh, not I mean, they're not cool, but. It's a it's a pretty inspiring mm-hmm. um, event, and um, I I'm disappointed that they didn't kind of like kind of show it a little bit just just a glance. Fair enough. Um, that, that's all. But anyway, aside from that, uh, what my main concern is is Sammy moving forward without Nate. That's my main concern. Well, we see that. I mean, so he gets a new partner and he sees Doobie. Mm-hmm. Doobie. <laughs> Another I And what is it? He he wakeboards him or what what's the water boards him. <laughs> he waterboards him. Wakeboards him. Um yeah, so yeah, you know, Sammy's on the streets with this new partner. I can't recognize I recognize that actor. I can't put a name on him, just some awesome looking gang uh, unit guy. But yeah, gets out of the car, recognizes some guy, doesn't you know, not wearing a seatbelt, so he's able to get out of the car right away, chases him down, waterboards him, he's like, Were you there that night? Were you there that night? Guy finally admits, yeah. And then, you know, Sammy's delivering a message to the streets that, that he's back and he's going to make someone pay for this. Or, I mean, yeah, he's going to make them pay for it one way or another. We're not sure what that way is, but he's going to stick around and he's going to be in their faces constantly. By the way, also, uh, just to sort of go back, when he's confronted about wearing his new mustache, he says, if anyone has a problem with with it, bring it up with me or whatever. Uh-huh. And so this is this is the new Sammy, and he's gonna he's gonna kind of do what Ben did um, two episodes ago or whatever, where he's gonna take the law into his own hands in the sense he's gonna use the power with uh, that he has gained or has from the law and spin it to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to the dark he, side. He's going to the dark side, definitely. I mean, he kind of talked about how how ni- he he was kind of in the dark side before he got on the police force and Nate kind of you know made him see the human side of the streets that these are people these aren't these aren't statistics these 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 aren't I mean if you just talk to him if you talk to him like real people they'll talk back and they'll give you the information you need and he he said that you know Nate did a lot for him that way but now it's we're winding clock the, we're winding back the clock 
Well, here's it, it's almost like um, sort of the any classic movie. You know, think about think about. Uh, I can only think of Patch Adams off the top of my head. I another another one, but I can't remember the title, so I'm not going to say that one. But Patch Adams, you know, he he's sort of building this whole philosophy around you know patience and uh, you know free patient care or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the medicine that he's teaching causes the death to the one person that he truly loved in his life and he could have you know there he had the biggest choice ever he could go back to his uh loser ways or can continue the path that he's trying to build and let her death be you know something greater mm. and so nate ha- is at that standstill where he can either let what yeah or uh, not nate i'm sorry sammy okay. um has the ability to either go with what nate taught him or forget it all mm-hmm. um at 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 the uh, the scene of the crime, mm-hmm. Nate, you remember that when Nate held up a four for code four? Yeah, that's what it was for. Um, I hate saying four so many times, but um, anyway, no, I, I I figured out what that meant. What what does that mean? Uh, code four: No further assistance is needed. So when you remember when he flashed that, the helicopters went away. Mm-hmm. So that's what that meant. Uh, I and um, and then Michael Cudlitz said in an interview with Code Three, which means emergency. Res- Emergency response lights and sirens. They uh, his new partner said code six. I don't know what that meant. That wasn't my list of code five. Now, Sorry, okay, code question: yeah, yeah. Did they in the, in the things you read? Yeah. So if I hold the f- four fingers, who's to say you don't see three, especially from a helicopter <laughs> or five or two or whatever? Uh huh. Well, I I, the, the I don't know who's the eyes in those helicopters because there's obviously someone on a light and there's someone flying the chopper. I. I, I kind of want it. I I hope they take an episode kind of further into it. just just a scene into the. I think they should. I think I mean it's almost in a sense like you know, you know the thumb and the finger foam thing. Yeah. I, I think every cop should have like a you know. <laughs> giant, just so a giant foam hand. Just so there's no misinterpretation of fingers. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> It's a great idea, Phil. You should be in the force. I mean, you, I you, should. You, I have a I have a laundry be... list of things of how we can improve this. All right, we'll go to your next city council meeting. Pitch this to the uh, council who will implement this as a law. And uh, we'll... I tweeted about it. They should. Uh, we're in the celebrity death of Twitter or whatever. What, uh, yeah. Whatever the line what was. So line yeah, was, yeah. People should be reading it. Okay. Sorry, we missed your tweet. But um, just a couple more codes. Uh, code five: Stake out all units away. Stay away unless emergency is or in response to call. And then. Uh, Code to expedite use of lights and sirens is dictated by jurisdiction. All this stuff. I don't know how many codes there are, but it's a whole Wikipedia page about it. You should look into. I mean, you can't. Uh, you can't go more than ten, right? Uh, Can you show up? Uh, that's what I was tippy toes. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like code twenty. Go, go, go. <laughs> but uh, well, now I know this isn't a. This isn't uh, something that another guy could flip up, um, like as if he was a cop. I think they showed his badge, but. But uh, but back to Sammy. Um, what I'm concerned about are two things. One, uh, if he's well, for one on the side of creativity, uh, how he's going to be now without the actor um, uh, of who plays Nate Moretta, Kevin Alejandro, uh, Kevin Alejandro, and uh, how that's how that's going to be. I don't know if this new guy is going to be his permanent partner. I I never, I didn't think that I, this is the first time I've ever seen Sammy in a uniform. I don't know if this is going to be in every episode thing now but um i don't know kevin and him had great chemistry they bounced out they 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 were great uh kevin was always teaching things sammy 
was a hothead, and Kevin always balanced that, you know, kind of calm him down. This new guy, he could literally grab Sammy and calm him down, but because uh, he's so big. But um, but uh, I, I don't know. But I don't I, think I, Sam's going to take that. Sam's not going to take that, first of all, because he's changed, like you talked about. And second, I just don't I, – I, I don't know if I feel this new guy yet. I don't know if I feel another guy for Sammy because I think Kevin was just such a perfect cast uh, actor for this role. And, and well, unfortunately, that's not – that he's not there anymore. I'm just I'm like I'm interested to see how the writers work with this now. Do does Sammy believe in Buddhism? And uh, <laughs> no, is, is he going to come back as as a child that they find missing, or not missing that they find in a dead family's home? Or yeah, dead uh, family's home. I don't I don't know. Um, his uh, it, uh, to what's his wife's name? The 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 crazy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she might believe in Buddhism. You know, if she was still married, if they were still together, um, okay, yeah, they, they she might convince him into Buddhism. Well, speaking of which, he's a father now. He is a father now. And not only that, okay, so interesting thing. He's yes, he's a father, but when he goes back to um, Nate's family, that's his new family as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's, I mean, the kid is just, it's the it's the little son mm-hmm. who's excited to see him. Yeah. And and he's excited because you know obviously the worry was that Sammy could die just like his just like the son's father, and he didn't. And he's back. And uh, the the wife has tacos ready for him. We're not ready for him, but asks him and all that. So, you know, very very exciting. He's a new father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I kind of wanted to see how much longer Sammy was going to sit outside that uh, the gang house, though, before he went home to see his, the new kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going anywhere, and they had a big standoff. Um, I'm wondering how many police officers out there have a personal grudge. Or not like a grudge, but would actually do that with another gang uh, member. Yeah. Go head-to-head. Um, I was I, I was wondering how – because I know partners lose uh, uh, police officers as partners, which kind of brings me to a, a point of, of how Sammy's – he, he's he's bordering on possibly becoming a very corrupt police officer uh, to get back at to, to do uh, serve justice for Nate. Well, that's that's and, what we get in the previews. What? That's what we kind of get in the previews. Yeah, but uh, I, I kind of want to touch on not the preview, but just the fact that that L.A. has had a few corrupt issues. I mean, we we had the the Rodney King incident, um, mm-hmm. as as we well remember, and. And we had uh, the Rampart scandal. I don't know if you know about this one, but um, Rafael Perez and a bunch of other guys. Rafael Perez is the one believed to have killed uh, Notorious Big. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just wondering if if, if uh, Sammy is kind of the next, uh, not for money, but for vengeance of of corruptness for L.A. Uh, PD. Well, he could be. But uh, with that, w- let's go to our commercial break. Right. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. You'll meet it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the after buzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 
Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come off! That wig! Come off, baby! No! Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I love that commercial. I love our commercials here at the After Buzz TV. I look forward to uh, the the, new, the next ones. As every I look forward to them every week I come back. But um, anyway, this week our special segment has to do with uh, being a director in television. Phil, I don't know how much you know about this, but uh, I sort of got a a kind of a rough uh, boot camp of sorts of of the of the hierarchy of television uh, last last year when I was interning over the Defenders, but. Um, because I noticed when I looked up uh, J. Michael Murrow, who, who directed this episode, he this is only his second uh, the second episode of a, of a television show he's directed, and he's only directed for for, for Southland, mm-hmm. and um, and and I don't know if, how much people know about about uh, about getting jobs in this industry, especially directing. I know a lot of people out there want to be directors, film directors, and but it seems like TV's the big business now, um, and that's where you kind of want to go for the money as it is right now because the, the Hollywood film business is a little shaky as far as... Well, it's just more exclusive. More exclusive. But, uh, but I mean, the being a TV director is very exclusive as well. Um, and and I was just kind of... I was just like, wow, well, this is... is I'm, I'm wondering how this guy got his break. And I looked and he saw... I mean, he... Uh, uh, J. J. Michael Muro was um, James or Jim, but apparently he's dropped it to a J. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was—he's been a cinematographer and a steady cam or a camera operator, excuse me, and a uh, steady cam operator for since the '80s. And and I was kind of wondering how he made that jump because, um, I mean, typically, to be a TV director, you don't you don't kind of it's you got to be hand selected basically. You're not well. I could I could kind of speak to that point in uh, the sense of my old mentor. Um, I'm not at liberty to give his name for confidential confidentiality reasons but he in many ways he, he was kind of like a fixer in the sense of if something was going wrong with um, a film in Hollywood he would he would go in and he would set things right mm-hmm. and so a lot of times there'd be there'd be times when a director was over budget over schedule and so basically what would happen was um, my mentor he would go in and he would say to the director like listen hey you know you're over budget you're over schedule Thanks. You'll get your director credit. There won't be any press about it. But leave right now, and Mr. D- director of Photography slash Cinematographer, you know whatever your preference and title is, you are now the new director. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. And you'll be saying. taken over for. But he still he doesn't get that credit. Yeah. As director, you know the the cinematographer, but he always has that now favor from the studios or whatever. And the director that you know actually got the credit in the end. Looked down upon very badly. Okay. So, and then you know. that's a chance for that guy to shine. That's a yes. A, and he might not have. Who knows if that guy's directed before? But, um, um, but yeah, but yeah, that's a chance to break in. Uh, I guess that's one way to do it. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't know that went on. But I, 
That I, goes I, on. I, you, I, I could tell you stories. I mean, um, with the the latest, um, the GI Joe. They had to re. They had to hire a guy because they knew they were going to lose a lot of money on that, mm-hmm. and so they hired, um, not a friend of mine, but an Emerson alum, to basically take over. They gave him five million and five million dollars, and they basically said, "Hey, do what you got to do. Rewrite what you got to do. That's your budget, but make it so it's watchable." Because mm-hmm. literally, they shot it and it was unwatchable. Yeah, this GI Joe. Yeah, and uh, so they suffered a loss in the end, but not as much as they would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these things happen. Gotcha. <laughs> But um, as far as directing in TV, uh, there's I, – I, at least I was kind of told there was sort of a misconception, and, it, and I sort of saw it firsthand that even though you might get up to, like, being a first AD or second, a, second AD to first AD, those guys might not ever direct television. They will always be that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, so, so people might think that the first thing they need to do is go be a – a PA and rise up to first AD, which will take many years, um, undoubtedly. And you're going to be writing uh, tons of one-liner sheets and 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 just uh, sh- shooting schedules and, and all this all this crap <laughs> that directors don't want to do. The first, the bang guys in control. And um, I don't know. It's just it's 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 just kind of an interesting that there's no set path. It's just all about who you know, and that's mm-hmm. how TV. Well, if you work hard, if you sacrifice, I think you'll. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that no first AD has ever become a director. I'm just saying that it's it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Necessarily, yeah, you might get to first AD. You just might always be a first AD. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, anyway, the directors, the way that I've seen, um, basically, like a guy might create a show. He'll know a guy, and you'll just have him direct one of his episodes. Mm-hmm. And usually networks have a list of approved uh, TV directors. And before the season starts, they try and book them all. Mm-hmm. They, and people might not know this, but typically directors might only get one or two episodes, uh, typically one, and um, uh, in, in, the, in the season. And that's it. And then you go away. And it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting to me how they really don't have, even though they, they kind of direct what goes on on, uh, on screen, they don't have a lot of, as much control as a film director because a film director you're basically in control of everything. Producer gives you money and and gives you whatever you for the most part. For the most, more so, for the most more part, so. He has he does have a he does have a whip, but at the same time, in TV directing, you have to go by by the style that's that's already been put in place by what happened in the pilot. You know what what this show normally does. You can't just do an about face and uh, take it a different direction. You have to take the script the writers give you, and you have sort of control, but not really, because the writers are always on set making sure you don't screw up their script, yeah, as well as the showrunner. And uh, so I don't know, it, but at the same time, they make bank. <laughs> they, they do. They they work a lot because they does. Like I said, since they only work on one episode, possibly uh, one or two episodes a season for a show, that means there a lot of other shows are looking to get them as well. Yeah. And um, and all they do, like I think they work around three weeks on an episode. Uh, what they'll do is they'll prep, uh, be prepping the previous. Well, another episode shoots, then they'll actually. Go on a seven day cycle of the next episode, and then they'll then they have like seven days to edit. So like that's three weeks of their time, and that's it. You know, that and, then they, awesome. and so they can do a lot of work in a year, and it's a very exclusive club. And and yeah, you just but you just got to be nice. You got to be personal. You got to get out there and have you know show that you have that you can direct that you're not that, that you're not just a guy who can fill out uh, shoot schedules. Yeah, and I mean yeah, you got to 
have you gotta have the uh, the, the balls. You gotta you gotta, you gotta have the stuff. You gotta, the stuff. You gotta have the stuff. And that networks will like most importantly. Networks won't hire you unless they don't like your stuff. If they don't like your stuff, I mean, a guy can recommend you to shoot one of your episodes, but it's the network that's paying and showing the episodes. So if they don't like you, they're not gonna put you in charge ever. And um, that and I've just I don't know. It's 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 a very very interesting. It's, just, it's just an interesting world that I want to discuss, and I, I thought well, I, thank, I thought I, I thought I'd share with some. Of well, the no, we we definitely appreciate it. We thank you. I definitely actually learned a lot. Okay. And with that, let's get to our news and gossip, as read by DJ Jesse Janity. C. Thomas Howell, who plays Officer Dewey, is splitting time between Southland and the new untitled Superman movie. Howell, who's under strict agreement not to disclose information, shares only that he plays a poignant, important role. He's disappointed he's not allowed to take any photos of his surroundings or discuss more about his character. Um, I, bet, I bet the agree. I bet the uh, confidentiality agreement on that is like a, like this thick. The, like uh, the two Bibles. Two Bibles. <laughs> two Bibles worth. Uh, but yeah, did you know that Gyllenhaal almost took that role from uh, from Tobey Maguire to be Spider Man? I did. He did. I did. He had a, he had a Tobey Maguire had a bad back, but apparently uh, got better. There you go. Interesting. Onwards. All right. Last week we reported that Kevin Alejandro left the show for his role on True Blood. An interesting fact that we neglected is the fact that this is Kevin's third time killed off a TV series. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he was killed off on Ugly Betty. And uh, Ugly Betty. On Ugly Betty. Yeah, he was killed off in a, in a convenience store apparently, <laughs> and uh, he was killed off in a show called Sleeper Cell, which was on Showtime. But um, yeah, poor poor Nate. And uh, I, I wish he had got more camera time. I I, uh, I I hope the writers are able to adapt. And I'm I'm glad this wasn't a contractual thing, and that uh, he's he's apparently a good guy. But he is. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, and that's your AfterBuzz TV Southland news and gossip for the week of February eighth, two thousand and eleven. Well, thank you. All right. Now now Stu has a he added a little touching. I thought we'd do this every week. All right. Um, so for, let's do it. Okay. But Explain. Since, since uh, Kevin Alejandro, Nate Moretta uh, was was killed, it, and we kind of, when I was last here, discussed uh, fallen officers um, and had a few moments of silence. But anyway, I thought we should devote at the end of our Southland podcast for now on uh, just kind of name the uh, names of recent officers sure, who are sure. on the live duty. Oh, uh, in, you know, in honor of the police and men serving our communities. And, um, yeah, so – and last week, two officers were killed in the line of duty. On February 2nd, uh, Correctional Officer Colonel Greg Mal- 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 Malloy, Malloy excuse me, uh, was killed by a gunshot wound. Uh, Colonel Malloy served 22 years with the Florida Department of Corrections and died at the age of 44. He spent mm-hmm. half his year, half his life uh, serving, uh, serving us. On February 5th, uh, Police Officer Michael Califano uh, was killed in a car accident. Officer Califano is survived by his wife and three children. He served with the Nassau County Police Department for 12 years and was assigned to the Highway Patrol. So, I um, these officers will be in our thoughts and prayers from all of us at, after Buzz TV. We thank the men and women who put their lives on the line to protect our way of life. A quick moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you. So, Stu, mm-hmm. your predictions. Predictions. Um, well, Nate, sorry, Sammy's obviously going to go just bat crazy uh, on the streets. 
Um, I hope I hope John's back gets better eventually because uh, we, we didn't see that this episode. But I was is thinking, he, is it is it bad because he's always on his back? As we finally find out that he is uh, okay, a gay character. Oh my god, Phil, you really had to go there. Uh, uh, wait, come on. <laughs> but uh, I hope I hope he gets a back surgery and dude, he will kick ass once All he's right. fine. And of course, Sammy's kid. I hope he's born in the next couple episodes. Fair enough. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.